Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. We got a new setup over here. We do, yes, we a new it. setup. This is Studio Two at Ingaru. Studio Ingaru. This is like Studio, studio like fourteen. Studio actually. One is over there on the <laughs> other side of the camera. <laughs> it's way more comfortable. Yeah. Thank you, Ingrid. You're welcome. I don't feel like I felt so weird. Yeah. That other setup. With the chairs I, I were cute, but they weren't very comfortable for sitting for like an hour. They were making me. I was just changing positions like a hundred times. I looked ridiculous. <laughs> it's so much nicer. So thank you, Ingrid. Yeah, you're welcome. Amazing. We got this nice plant here. I know, I'm not sure if the plant's taking over, but I really love him. So I'm trying to like, yeah. And we've got uh, the basics of astrology hiding out down there in the yeah the book you can book. you can peek underneath yeah, the table yeah exactly <laughs> oh man yes this was a feat today i kind of feel like shit yeah i feel like i'm still like i look like shit i like barely pulled myself together today you don't look like shit oh good no thanks scott you look very nice um you do look different though they're like well my hair my hair's kind of hair. pulled back and it's like straight and your so. hair looks darker well, my sister actually cut my hair, and uh-huh. she like put some sort of like toner or something in it that's supposed to make it shiny. Huh. Interesting. <sighs> yeah. But I'm feeling like I am feeling like not even really myself right now. Last week was I think I might have touched on it the week before. I was having some health issues mm-hmm. related to my thyroid. So last week I had just a million appointments. I had a biopsy, which was what is that? They like go in to my neck and then with a hollow needle and stab it around and like fill the needle with like tissue and then they test it to see what it is. Oh. And I thought it was just one. So I drove myself there, but they did it six times in my neck. I'm like, it's just like the most vulnerable part of your body kind Mm -hmm. of. It was uh, emotionally. I was not prepared Mm. for that. Mm. And it was just uh, that was last Thursday. And I still feel like not right really mm-hmm. i took thursday off i took friday off because my neck was very sore they're like oh yeah you can go to work i was like that will be a no for me mm, yeah and then i worked fr- uh saturday sunday but i was just so tired just i th- I feel like i needed like a longer to recover from that and i still don't really have any answers but i got a new doctor and and so i had been diagnosed with hyperthyroidism mm-hmm. and they prescribed me a medication which i had opted not to take the medication until I had made some dietary and like lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. The new doctor was like, Oh, definitely do not take that medicine. There's no way we can for sure say it's hyperthyroidism. There's a lot of conflicting information here. We have to wait for the biopsy. We actually need a third blood test because the other two doctors really didn't test all of your thyroid hormones, which is really weird. Wow. The second opinion. (laughs) Huge. I know. So I'm just like, dude, I was really stressed out about my first doctor not really doing anything about it, kind of finding out later there is definitely some issues happening. Mm -hmm. And now even later that nobody that I've been working with is actually doing everything they should be. So I'm really excited to 
have a new doctor. It's like someone from this UCLA center. And now there's this app where everything is in the app, all of the test results, all of the appointments. You can write in notes and messages. So I feel like... It's way more organized. Yeah, I'm pretty tired from the experience, but also feeling like this person really also gets me and is trying to figure out the why behind it and mm-hmm. is a little more into holistic approaches to things, even though he is a, you know, a Western medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling in that way at ease. So I have kind of another blood test and two specialist doctor appointments next week. And then I should know what's happening because I okay. feel very, uh, just, just unsettled. I really don't know what is going on and I'm making all these dietary changes, which is hard for me. Like no dairy, no gluten, which those are like my favorite things. Yeah. Um, Cause it could be an autoimmune thing, which is yes. very popular. So I figured at least for the moment to try to just take extra good care of myself. And I bought all these groceries and just trying to cook like every meal here. And that's mm. just been honestly exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is, al- I mean, I feel kind of the same way. I'm, I'm, moving into a paleo diet so I can be more fit. And so... You and Gabriella eat very healthy as it is, no? Yeah. Eh. We try, but then, you know... It's more uh, like going out, like if you go out to a meal. Yeah, that, but it's also just like, you know, the time it takes to prepare food and all that sort of stuff. It's... And just with the move and everything, I it's mean just the move really is like, like it's impossible yeah. to be able to keep up on everything when you're moving into it. And you've been the move just takes it doesn't take a day or a week. It's really like, you know, two months before and two months after to like reacclimate mm-hmm. to what the fuck is going on. Maybe even longer. Yeah. Where's the grocery store? Where is the things in the house? Like Exactly. Having everything where it needs to be. It's yeah. just relearning a whole new Well, I'm very fortunate with Gabriella because she's super organized and getting everything together and I'm not really doing any of that. Um, I mean, I help when she asked me to, but like it's all her. So, um, yeah, so we're starting to get settled, but you know, I looking for you, like I'm just seeing like Chiron is in direct alignment with your ascendant, you know, your body, your face, and Chiron's the wound. Oh my gosh. So and also you can like see that my neck is yeah. swollen and that's like really affecting me. I've never had like a physical thing like that. I, mean, I guess I have before mm-hmm. my teeth. I've had mm-hmm. issues with my teeth. Mm-hmm. And that's just like very, when your physical vessel feels like compromised, yes. especially when you can like witness it, it's like really upsetting. And not only is Chiron in alignment with your ascendant, but it's also squaring your Mars. And mm-hmm. that's where the real challenge comes comes in for you right now. So, And that's like taking action uh, around surrounding this? I would say, you know, it's creating that agitation. It's creating agitation in terms of your body. And... Yeah, my body's definitely agitated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Mars is agitation, it's action. Chiron's the wound. Aries, where Chiron is right now, rules the face and body, um, personality, that sort of thing. I mean, of course, the other signs rule different specific parts of the body, but Aries is the face. And, you know, I think the key thing for you... Like I tell everyone when you're going through anything is 
Follow your north node. Are you following your north node? Are you thinking about yourself? Are you, you know, this is for you with the north node in Aries. And so anyone out there with the north node in Aries, it's like, are you doing what you want to do? Or are you doing things for other people in order to keep the peace? And it's like, no, screw that. I need to do what I want to do. What's in it for me? What am I getting out of this? That always has to be the question. And then the 11th house energy, are you engaging in the community? Are you being social? And are that's good for me. Yes. Well, I do have, even though I've been feeling tired, I've been trying to schedule in things because on my birthday, I had like a barbecue. I cooked. Yeah. Some friends came over like. That felt really nourishing for me. Mm -hmm. It was like a lot of work, but I felt like really filled up afterwards. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. It's not as fun just cooking for myself. It's honestly just kind of, you know, sometimes it's nice, but a lot of the times it feels depressing. I'm like, it's so much work and energy. And then like, then I just have like dishes and like the reward is like eating for five minutes. And like when I do something for like a group, it just feels like, yeah. So just why more don't, fulfilling. You, why so don't you make a, like a goal for yourself that each week... You're going to invite, let's just say, two people over. Oh, that's a lot of people. <laughs> I have, well, I invited Meryl over tomorrow. She's coming over for breakfast. We're mm -hmm. going to work on some stuff. But she said something like, she was like, oh, I'll bring the groceries. You make the food. She's like, this is part of my self-care routine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, me too. Okay. This is part of my self-care yeah. routine. Like, good food, cooking for community uh -huh. and like Meryl time yeah, so yeah, yeah. it is part of my self-care routine okay, good good and excellent yeah I was, really I was excited just thinking about like that. to have two people over it's like you come over I'll make the food you do the dishes I love that you okay. clean the kitchen okay you know and it could be two people that like don't know each other too oh you mean at the same time okay. maybe okay. yeah yeah I don't know it's just something to think about yeah, I think if it, it is. feels good to you, then do it. If not, then don't. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to. Working at the club is very depleting, and I've I've had some really good luck lately, and I feel like I've kind of filled my cup. I took a couple weeks off because I pulled my hamstring. Mm -hmm. How's that then, doing? Uh, I would say it's like eighty-five percent better. Okay, good. so I'm feeling like that's just kind of you know run its course, mm -hmm. and. But when I went back to work, I felt so much more rejuvenated. I feel like I had my, like, spirit, my humor, my, like, even though, like, people say no all day. Like, everyone thinks, like, oh, people just throw money at you. They just walk up. Everyone wants to dance. Like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You have to go talk to every single person. You have to make an effort. You have to make conversation. You have to be funny, engaging, like, pushy, but in, like, a fun way. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, have a thing yes. to get people. You to don't just stand around and wait for some guy to come up to you. No, you're going to make no money. Yeah. That happens maybe once a night, if that. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. They're hanging out, and you're supposed to approach them. Well, because there's a lot of women there. So if you're just sitting there, then the other women are going to be talking to those men, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah, okay. So I just feel like I went back to work, like, feeling like really feeling myself mm -hmm. and just being like extra pushy but also funny so even the people who are like n didn't want to dance for me like they i would leave and they would be like laughing <laughs> like everyone was uh, like i feel like i was making everyone have a good time yes and i felt really excited about that and like i made a, r a really good money these past two weeks because Great. i feel like i was able to really like 
you know, push people to buy something and to have fun and to not just be like so drained. But then, you know, after the weekend, sometimes it's really hard to be social because I, to make money, you really have to put a lot of effort and talk to so many people. So sometimes it's really hard for me to have that balance of, you know, wanting to invite people over. I'm like, fuck, I gave all my energy to like making money. Yeah. And then I don't have any left for my true social interaction. But here, here's the thing. I was just going to say that it sounds like you at the club in the way that you're behaving is totally in alignment with your North node because like, you know, Aries is the, the great energizer, you know, it's like pushing people forward. It's starting the fire. And so you're meant to start the fire, raise the energy in the community. And so if you're going, if you're going to the club and you're just, everyone should just be like, Oh yes, Ingrid's here, you know, because Ingrid brings the energy and it just raises the vibration. And so even if you're not getting, you know, this guy or that guy or aren't buying dances from you or whatever, it's they're buying dances from other people because just the vibe is higher. I feel like that really resonates with especially these last two weeks. I think when I first started, I was much more energized and I do feel like if I do have a bad day, everyone, everybody notices it because Mm -hmm. I do, when I do come in, I'm always like, uplifting people and they're always excited to see me because yes. I'm smiling and asking how their day is and yeah. you know whether it's the customers or the girls like on a rare occasion that I'm not feeling it everyone's like oh no this isn't good yeah this is not good ever yeah. like everyone can feel it yeah so I do feel I, I guess I never really realized that 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 is in alignment with my north node yes. and especially when I can when I'm really when I'm doing all the things to have a balanced life and I can show up in the way that I feel best it feels very rewarding. Like mm. I left work being like, I fucking killed it. Like, and then you don't feel drained after work. I mean, I was tired, but I didn't feel energetically like, drained. Yeah. Like when it's slow and it's just like this snowball of like depression is happening mm-hmm. where you're just like, uh, like I'm not making enough. Nothing's working. Like that kind of energy is just not good for me. And I think like having a couple weeks to collect myself just because of the injury yes. was kind of perfect. Cause I came back just feeling like, Oh, this is how I show up and make money. Mm. This is fun for me. Like it's fun making money. Yes. It's fun making everyone have fun. Well, and the more you're having fun, the more money you're going to make. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's yeah. That's exactly how it works. Awesome. So I am feeling very drained from the weekend, but I think it was just, you know, all the health stuff and mm-hmm. having some tax issues and that's a fucking nightmare. Mm unbelievable so just yeah i feel like all this is compounding and i'm just like withering away over here i think i'm gonna not i'm not gonna work tomorrow i'm gonna try to give yourself another day yeah the tax situation was just like a full-time job basically mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah hopefully this i'm really crossing my fingers scott is this week gonna be an easy week oh i do want to say it well say oh i just wanted to say before we get into the week mm-hmm. that just a few things about the podcast. So one, we made this podcast to be paired with the basics of astrology, the book that we wrote. It has all the symbols that we are looking at here on the computer. Uh, if you're watching, we're on YouTube or we're on Spotify. We're on all the platforms, but that's where you can see the visuals that go along with it. Or you can go to the website and look at the blog. And that has all the images you're seeing here. So it's like the book, the blog, and the podcast. They all go together so you can learn the basics of astrology. 
And then we do time markers for each day of the week. So if you go to the show notes, just scroll down and you can click Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday if you want to skip ahead or you want to go back and revisit what happened. And then also in the blog, it has all the questions that Scott asks me here so you can revisit them as journal prompts for yourself. Yes. So go get the book. Go look at the blog. Um, and then would you like to thank our sponsors? Yes, for yes, I, I would. Absolutely. Okay. And thank you, Deborah, for sponsoring the, the podcast and Larry and Haley, Libby, Abby, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Merdinas, Brenna, Stephanie, Grace, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Joanne and Amber. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. If we are helping you navigate your life more gracefully, you can donate in the show notes below. There's a support link and you can donate $1, $5 or $10. Thank you for helping us spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you, Ingrid. So we're talking about the week of October 24th to the 30th. Well, let's just get into it. Monday, October 24th. We're looking at Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination. Conjunct with the moon, the planet of emotions, in the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales, Libra. So this is about communicating your emotions and and this is a very important monday transit and you will understand this further as we get later into the week specifically tomorrow tuesday but we're reaching that point where the negotiations are coming to a close and the bond is being solidified so who have you been engaging with in relationship? Who are you sharing intimacies with or potentially sharing intimacies with? This is the time today, Monday, to communicate what you want from the other person on an emotional level and what they want from you on an emotional level and what you're willing to give emotionally to the other in exchange for what they're willing to give to you emotionally. I mean, this could be an easy day if you've been doing the work or it could be a very uncomfortable day to be putting those things out there. Yes. Asking for what you want and being like, this is all I can give. Yes. And in exactly. like a, I mean, I could, that could be like positive or negative. It's like, is kind of like talking about boundaries mm -hmm. and expectations. Expectations. Huge. Expectations is a huge word here. And if you're not telling someone what your expectations <laughs> are, it's like you're they're not going to get mad and you're just going to be mad. So it sounds weird to like tell someone what you expect of them. Like, oh, I'm your teacher or something. But it's like, no, we we're making an agreement here. So this is what I expect. And the other person can say that doesn't mean it's a demand. It's an expectation. So it's like, oh, well, that's what you expect. Well, I can't give that to you right i don't know why you would expect that from me because i don't have that to give like that's not on my repertoire of things that i feel willing to give out and if you have expectations and you're not communicating those expectations and then those 
expectations are not being met, that's when things get messy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, that's an assumption, really. An expectation is like assuming that someone will just fulfill this magical thing you have in your mind. Right. Which is not realistic. Exactly. I think that's where a lot of resentment comes in, in relationships, because we're just assuming the other person will show up exactly as we wish, and that's Mm -hmm. just like, it's kind of unrealistic. Yeah, well, you get caught up in these relationships. You you first start in a relationship, and you're so excited, and you think that, like, oh, wow, the chemistry is so strong, and, you know, it could just be with a friend. It doesn't even have to be, like, a romantic thing, but you meet this person, it's like, oh, my God, I hit it off with this person. feel like I've known them my whole life, and all of a sudden, through that, there's all of these assumptions that you're making about what this person is going to be to you Mm -hmm. in your life. And none of that has been discussed. Mm -hmm. And so when suddenly they're not doing the things that you thought they were going to do and you're upset with them and they're like, when did I ever say that I was going to do that for you? Yeah. That was never agreed upon. I mean, part of it I think comes from like all these like Disney fairy tale land shit where it's just like, Everything is magical. It just happens. It just everything just happens perfectly. It's exactly. Like relationships take work. That's a fucking. That's the. Re- everyone loves it because it's a fantasy. But we need to realize that those are fantasies. And that's all. That's why the movie always ends when the two people are like walking off into the sunset. They're you don't, you don't see happily their pro- ever after. Yeah, you don't see all the know? problems. Exactly. It's the magic beginning part, and you're like, exactly. okay, happily ever after. That's like not what happened when Cinderella married the prince you know like we didn't get to see the after effect we got to see like the going up to it where you know she had to overcome the evil stepmother and all that sort of stuff in order to get the prince but then they get together okay awesome but yeah what happened during the marriage (laughs) (laughs) we'll never know there should be like sequels to these actually where it's just like all of the fighting and disagreements (laughs) Exactly, because if like you think about it, at the end of the movie, you're like, okay, great, they're gonna live happily ever after. That's what it says, happily oh ever after. No, no. Okay, so here we go. Tuesday, October twenty fifth, is the new moon in Scorpio, which is conjunct with Venus. Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. The sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. The moon, the planet of emotions. And Venus, the planet of relationships, all together in the fixed water sign symbolized by the scorpion, Scorpio. So... This is why the communication part of the expectations and making sure that everything is on the level is so important because on Tuesday, October 25th, during this new moon in Scorpio, which is with Venus. So we're like setting intentions for relationships and bonds? Yes, in a very, very big way. This happens at 3.49 a.m. on in Pacific time. So do the math for your time zone. But to me, this is this is a very important time to really define the bonds that you are forging with other people. What are the bonds 
that you are forging with other people. And when we're talking about Scorpio, this is karmic bonds, the bonds where you can't tell where you end and they begin. When they feel pain, you feel pain. When they feel joy, you feel joy. When they're angry at you, it keeps you up at night. These are the bonds that are forged through acts of intimacy, whether it be a verbal intimacy like a secret, a physical intimacy like sex, or a financial intimacy like sharing money. It's recognizing that you, from head to toe, are this like body of energy. It's like we were talking about you at the strip club. You know, like you come in there and you have a good attitude and you're like pumped up and excited and feeling good. And, and all of a sudden it energizes the entire place. When you come in and you're down and this and that, that's the power that you have. People are like, oh boy. Ingrid's not in a good mood. So now the, the energy is just going to be the exactly. Same. So everybody to some degree or another has that effect. Yeah. And so who are you sharing that with? And what are you receiving in return? Yeah. Being intentional about where we are sharing this energy. Exactly. I mean, I think part of the thing that I was saying, like sometimes I get, it's it's hard to have social interactions outside of work. It's like I have to save up that energy because if I'm giving it away all the time, like even if it's to people I care about, I'm like, I try not to do anything on the days that I work. Even ideally the day before or the day after, I don't have anything left to give. It's like I have to conserve that and that's how I'm going to make my money is bottling up whatever it is I have to give and then sharing it for work and then like, you know, hibernating again so I can give it again and hibernating again so I can show up to a social interaction and be present and be giving and be like uplifting. Otherwise it's just like, I don't want to be flat. Exactly. hundred percent. That takes them down. And then it also kind of takes me down. It's just like even more draining. You have to conserve your energy. Like when I worked at the restaurant, I learned that too. Like I, I wouldn't talk to anybody during the day no. leading up to going into the restaurant because if I do, then I'm going to be drained when I go into the restaurant. Same thing now when I'm working with clients. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm working with three, four, five, six clients in a day. A I can't be making phone calls to this old buddy or that mm -hmm. cousin or this aunt or whatever. I mean, like, I, I have to focus my energy and dial it in so that when I'm with my clients, I'm giving 100%. And not like 50% because I just got off the phone with my mom and she's upset with me about something. And I just like, no, can't deal with that now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's something maybe in my past that has come very natural to me. And now I have to be like much more intentional because I get as I get older, I think I just get more and more sensitive mm -hmm. to my environment or I'm like more attuned. So I'm like, okay, I need to schedule, put it on my schedule that nothing is happening during this mm -hmm. time. Like you said, scheduling in the rest days. And that means, you know, I'd love to make a meal with my friends. And sometimes that's uplifting. But it's like, well, not if I have to work the next day because then I won't have enough exactly. to give for that. So just being very, yeah, being just intentional and purposeful yes. about where we're putting our energy. So we do have time to forge these deep bonds. Otherwise, the bonds are just like, you don't even know what you're doing. You can't be intentional and be making, setting a new moon intention for your relationships if you're not feeling whole. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that is sort of like the general Newman intention for this 
triple conjunction here with the sun, the moon, and Venus is my intention is to be merging with other individuals that where I feel whole. When I'm engaging with them, I walk away and I feel whole. I don't feel depleted. Yeah. If I feel depleted by spending my energy with this person, then it's kind of like flushing money down a toilet. 100%. It is. Especially, especially I mean, for both of us, mm -hmm. it's like not being able to show up to our interactions as a whole person is not good. Yes. We want these people to come back. We want to be giving as much as we can. So, like, they're getting something out of the interaction and we both leave feeling like that was amazing yes like that's what that's what i want to be putting out that's there. exactly it <laughs> both sides need to feel like they're like they've been lifted now i'm energized by you you're energized by me i feel better you feel better that's the intention i feel like part of that is just taking responsibility just for our lives and our beings and it's sometimes hard to do that. We can get easily so distracted by something shiny that's not really supposed to be in the mix for that week. And then it's like one thing can do just totally derail your plan. Well, like when you think about responsibility, it's like how many times have you actually thought of yourself as like a walking ball of energy? I mean, it's almost like um, <laughs> like the, si the Sims, how there's like the little meters oh, for right, everything. Oh, right, yes. Yes. We have those same things, but we don't always treat ourselves like that. We act like it's unlimited. Exactly. And it certainly is not. It's not. So it's taking responsibility for what you have to give, the energy that you have to give, and what you're getting in return for that energy. I'm not just going to give this energy and then get nothing back. That's, no, this is special. You are special. If you're sharing energy with me, then I need to be sharing something with you that makes you feel whole for sharing what you shared with me because what you're giving to me is not something I can get on my own. Yeah. And what I'm giving to you is not something that you can get on your own. And that's the magic. That's the magic. And that's what Scorpio is about. It's about magic. It's about magic. Yeah, it does. Be. I mean, when it, works out that way then it is magical it feels magical mm -hmm. we created energy instead of like depleting ourselves now the flip side is the dark magic where it's just that evil um like an energy vampire yeah like what is the i'm thinking about the disney movies again but you know it's like that that witch that that you know it looks in the mirror and wants to see herself young and is like sucking the, the youth and the vibrancy out of all the young women so that she can stay young. That's, yeah, it's that vampire quality. So that's the dark energy. So we want to be aware that someone can be doing that to us, but we could also be doing that to someone else. So either yes. of those things are not, not good. Exactly. So Well, that's also just coming to an interaction when you're feeling whole. Cause if you're not feeling whole, that person's going to be filling you up. And that's also, you know, sometimes that's fine to be able to reach out to your friends or family when you know you're not feeling good. But on a regular basis, it's like you want to be meeting somebody like where, you know, both meeting at the same place. Well, that's why I'm my therapist. So I can just dump all of my, yeah, you pay her <laughs> my to energetic garbage onto her. Exactly. But she gets paid. So there you have it. That's a fair exchange. So, Yes. Okay. That's the power 
uh, that we're dealing with this week, and and that's just going to be this sort of resonating tone throughout the week, you know, because this is happening at the beginning of Scorpio. You know, the Sun and Venus just they moved into Scorpio. This is happening at two degrees in Scorpio. There's another twenty eight degrees for them to roll through. So this is really setting the tone of the magic that you are going to be using. Are you going to be using light magic or dark magic? And if you're not aware of any sort of magic, then you're susceptible to being a victim to dark magic. Yeah. Where people are taking from you because you don't even realize that they could. Taking candy from a baby. Wednesday, October 26th, Mercury has now moved forward a couple degrees in Libra and is forming a supportive trine with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, which is just hanging out here at 25 degrees. This is where the retrograde is going to begin later this week, Mars retrograde. Uh, but before it does, the Mercury Mercury is forming the supportive trine with Mars in Gemini, the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins. Mercury is the planetary ruler of Gemini. This is really sort of muscling through the communication. Like the bond is formed now. It's forming. It really forms even further once Mercury moves into Scorpio, which will happen later this week. But this is giving you those last sort of days to to sort of iron out the details. So maybe if there's something that you want that you were afraid to ask for, now you're asking for it. This is giving you the courage to ask the question. Yeah, I totally see that. It's like the Mars is the action energy and the Gemini is curious. Mm -hmm. And also maybe staying curious about what the other person might want if they're not aware of these alignments and stuff. Like asking what you need and asking maybe... There's also the Libra energy. So it's about balance, maybe trying to ask some questions for yourself and ask some questions for the partner that you're in relationship with, like trying to make the communication balanced. A hundred percent for sure. Yes. It's not just about what asking questions for yourself. It's like, so I just want to be clear. You're, you're getting everything that you need because, you know, I did notice X, Y, Z and I wanted to see if like, did can I help you there in some way? I mean, that totally plays on yesterday, like not, you know, being aware that you're not getting in, taken advantage of in this energetic exchange, but also if you're asking those questions on behalf of the other person and making sure it's balanced, you're going to make sure that there's no dark magic happening in that direction either where you're taking advantage of the other person. You're like, well, I'm getting all my needs met. Yeah. And they're not. It's like, okay, well, we that's not good either. So this, the Libra energy in there. It's got Mercury in it, so it's like we are aware of these things. This is an opportunity to make sure everyone's getting what they want, and it's balanced. Exactly. And just to be clear about dark magic, too, you know, this world, it's yin-yang. It's light and shadow. It's up and down. It's tide rolls in, tide rolls out. You know, if you're working with dark magic, if you're taking something from someone and it's not equitable, something's going to be taken from you, too there's going to be some sort of recourse. So there, you don't really ever get away with what you think you might be able to get away with. There will be suffering. So you want to make sure that the other side is getting 
what they need. Yeah, because they're gonna, it's gonna get resentful and shit's mm-hmm. gonna, it's just gonna be out of whack and exactly. it's not gonna be, it's not sustainable. No, exactly. Okay, Thursday, October 27th, Mercury again in Libra, now squaring off with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation in the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat. Capricorn. So this is where the stress comes in. I mean, I think that, you know, yesterday when you're maybe asking these questions and trying to make things balanced, it's like, well, now there's a death of how you'd be going about doing things because things have shifted. Mm-hmm. You've changed the playing field. Things are maybe now in balance, but that maybe they were out of balance before. Mm-hmm. So now everything is going to shift. Yes. And that can be uncomfortable. 100%. Or if it hasn't shifted, if oh. you didn't have that conversation, then maybe this is where it, you know, just kind of butts up into your face and you're like, oh, well, I didn't realize this. And and there is some sort of difficult transformation that must occur in the relationship in order for there to be balance. And it might come up in a way that you didn't realize it was there and it might create a very uncomfortable change that is facilitated through a conflict like somebody's like i didn't get this from you i need you know and you're like whoa i didn't realize it's like well you never ask okay so so today can be a little easier if you were kind of talking about it the last couple days Mm -hmm. or it can be kind of difficult because you haven't really brought everything up that needs to be brought up but either way the change is going to be it's just uncomfortable to change whether you're working with the energy or not it can be like less uncomfortable or you're going to have like, yeah, some sort of explosion. Yes. And then I see there's Jupiter in Pisces. Exactly. So, that's so Jupiter is moving back into Pisces now. Okay. So that's why so this retrograde? is on here. It's, yeah, it's retrograde. It's okay. been retrograding. And it's been retrograding since uh, eight degrees in Aries. And now it's back into Pisces. Pisces is the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by jupiter so jupiter is back in a position of power of course neptune is the other planetary ruler of pisces it's in pisces as well so psychological baggage coming up a lot guilt shame regret blame what are the demons that are occurring that are bubbling up in your unconscious like when you think about it you're merging energies with other people and what do people do they show you the deep reflections that you can't really see within yourself but they exist deep within your unconscious so as you merge with these other people and and you've done the the balancing and you're making sure that the energies exchange is is equitable and fair and feels good but Maybe there's something that comes up where you're like, oh, God, I feel super vulnerable and uncomfortable. Or maybe I feel like I did something to this person that hurt them and now I'm feeling guilty about it. So this is so much. It's about compassion, compassion, compassion. I mean, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at myself and thinking just the whole week. It's like in my past, in my relationships, I think I've unconsciously given too much I just have like a giving nature and then have a low expectation of the other person fulfilling their end of the bargain Mm. and so it's always out of balance and 
then wondering why I don't feel totally well and just always like giving myself less than what I need. And now I'm like looking at like a bunch of this psychological baggage and I'm just like, dude, these relationships have not worked out because it's not even. Mm-hmm. And even though I think it is fulfilling in a certain way, when I'm not getting filled up in the ways that I would like to be, even if I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's not that important. Like, I like how it is. It's like there's a certain level of expectation that should be met that I'm not asking for. Hmm. And then I'm constantly being depleted unconsciously. And it's just like the more I'm learning about myself, the more I'm seeing that there is some stuff in my psychological baggage where it's like, putting like a blinder on certain things you sweep things into the dark corner Mm -hmm. and you're like oh that's not that important i don't want to deal with that i have an i have a few like crumbs over here and that will like fulfill me i have i have food and it's like that's not food that's crumbs bitch like that's this doesn't even make any sense like if you open up over here and you like look at all the baggage you're like oh well there's a bunch of unmet needs over here that you're pretending like don't exist well and this this again goes back to your north node because when you're allowing others to take from you in a way that you're making excuses mm-hmm. for, well, I'm going to let them do that because whatever, and it doesn't really mean what it should mean to you, that's, well, it's like that's you you're being lying. in your south node. Well, I'm lying to myself. It's like I can say that it's not that important, and I can feel that it's not that important to get those needs met, but it's... When you really zoom out and I see someone else's relationship in that way, I'm like, oh, that doesn't even make any sense. That's not a very nice thing to do to yourself. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing that to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I just can't stop thinking. I feel like this is why like, you work at the club. Because it's such a clear... Oh, it is. It's very clear there that yes. I need... I need money for the exchange to go well. <laughs> exactly. If we're both You're never there's never a, exactly. There's never a guy that comes up to you there who's like, "I don't have any money, but I want to dance." And you're like, "Well, he was really nice or cute or whatever." It's like, "No, no money, no dance." Period. You know, that's 100%. <laughs> oh my god. It, it is the perfect <laughs> reflection. And people say it all the time. They're like, "Oh, well, like I really like you." I'm like, "I don't care." Like they try to give you verbal compliments. Yeah. And when I'm feeling, instead of just being annoyed, like when I'm feeling good, I can just be like, compliments don't pay my bills. I don't get paid unless you pay me. So if you want to make me feel good, you got to pay me. Exactly. You know, and being able to say it in a way where the other person's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I want to pay you because I like you and I want you to feel good. So it's like being able to ask for that and have a certain level of expectation and communicate it Mm -hmm. to the other person Mm -hmm. in a way that's not like combative. Yes. Is an art and it does it is it is such a lesson i'm like if i could do that in all my relationships walk around just demanding what i need that's what you're supposed I, to yeah, do I, I that's can't. why you work at the club is to to it's the practice so you can take it out in the rest of your life i love that yes <laughs> and i'm good i'm really good at it there like i don't put up with anything i'm like oh so take it to the rest of your life I guess it's less vulnerable there because it feels like... It's so crazy to think that. You're <laughs> naked. <laughs> You're literally naked. <laughs> but there's this, there's just an interesting power dynamic. I guess... Well, I guess when you're... I think
think I've always kind of had it since I've worked in the service industry my whole life. But a lot of like new girls will just be like, oh, like everyone's saying no to me. I'm like, yeah, bitch, everyone's saying no to me, too. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. I'm making more because I'm like demanding more mm-hmm. and I'm not letting it get me down. Like it's you have to have a really strong like. I don't know, not work ethic, but like demand for appreciation for your time and energy. Because otherwise people want it for free. Of course they want it for free. Everybody wants something for free. Exactly. So, bring that to the rest of your life. Yeah. Demanding. Yes. Demanding what I need. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I want to say, Jupiter is going to be in Pisces from today, October 27th, until December 19th. Uh, The last time that... Jupiter was in Pisces, was very recent, of course, because it transited all the way through before it went into Aries, and now it's transit back, retrograde into Pisces, but that was December 28th of 2021 until May 10th of 2022, so it's more of the later dates, I would say, uh, I would say uh, April, May, how, how was life treating you in April and May, early May, that's going to give you a hint on what to expect during this period from October 27th to December 19th. But it's really kind of this very special final opportunity to have Jupiter and Neptune both in Pisces. This will never happen again in your lifetime uh, to really clear the psychological baggage show yourself compassion so that you can integrate any negative thought patterns and memories with understanding forgiveness and love this is really like the generational healing work that you're doing for everyone that you're connected to energetically or in your bloodline so take advantage of these next not even two months it's like uh, seven weeks so Friday October 28th, the moon has transited into the mutable fire sign symbolized by the archer, Sagittarius, and is opposing Mars in Gemini. So this is kind of like the, (laughs) you know, it increases. Everything sort of takes it to this next level when you go from one sign to the next. It's like Scorpio, very intense. And you've got to work that energetic bond so that it feels good. Because the next sign over, Sagittarius, is when it's like the arrows come flying out, flames. And it's it's a wildfire. It's, it's about freedom. And opposing Mars, it's like if you have not been communicating with the grace that you should have been communicating with earlier in the week... There may be some big explosions today. I mean, the first thing I think of is just if you're in a relationship that feels healthy and you want to go do something else, no one's going to think anything of it. You're like, I need to spend a weekend with my friends. I don't need I don't want to talk this weekend. I don't want to do anything together this weekend. I want to go on a trip by myself. I'm not going to, you know, our communication is going to be different. We're just going to have like a break Mm -hmm. when you're feeling confident in that relationship it doesn't even matter oh my god scott that's awesome i want you to go on a trip like i hope you like collect your energy that's amazing exactly. if things feel like scary and like on the edge and like 
you're just constantly like in this state of like push and pull it's like oh no the person is leaving that means everything's gonna fall apart or they are leaving because they're just like i gotta get the fuck out of here like fuck you you're annoying the shit out of me like this isn't (laughs) working you know so honoring whatever that person needs or honoring what you need if we've been working on it all week it's going to be okay to give ourselves the freedom Mm -hmm. and communicate that to the other person or allow the other person to go do their thing and not take it personal exactly right on i love it thank you ingrid saturday october 29th mercury now moves into scorpio so now all the planets mercury the sun venus they're all in scorpio nothing left behind in libra it's libra season done scorpio season full on it's magic time it's bonding and in at this point if you've been working properly with the energy like you already know what your partner is thinking you you know what they want you it's clear because your mind is in their mind it's their mind is in your mind it's like when you can finish each other's sentences or you do something for somebody that they didn't ask you to do you're on the same you're but on the same page you know they want you to do it yeah. and they feel like they feel seen and appreciated and it's at this point it's like you don't even have to think about it it's mm-hmm. just part of you exactly or it's like maybe now the person is on the trip and you know what? They text you when they get there. They give you a call to say, hey, I know I'm going to be gone, but I just want to say hi. And you're like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Yeah. We, we're on the same page. You do your thing. We're still bonded. Mm-hmm. We're connected. Everything is at ease at mm-hmm. this point. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we're thinking we're on the same page. And this is going to continue until September 17th. So October 29th to September 17th. Of next year? Of this year. No, as I say September. Mm-hmm. October 29th until November 17th. So October 29th to November 17th, Mar- Mercury Mercury is in Scorpio. Uh, the last time Mercury was in Scorpio was November 5th to the 24th of last year. So that may give you some clues on what could be in store for you this time around. You know, for those of you with key astrological points or planets in Leo or Aquarius, there could be extra challenges with communication uh, as well as relationships with with Venus being in Scorpio and then the sun being in Scorpio. It's just an intense time for the Leo and Aquarius energy for those with key astrological points in fire or in water or earth signs. Now's a period where things may feel like they're flowing a little easier. So just be mindful. I mean, pretty much everyone has planets in water and earth or air and fire, both. So look at where those planets are, what signs they are in, and where these planets are. When you go to the blog, you can see, oh, Mercury's at zero degrees in Scorpio. Do I have anything in my chart in around zero degrees in Leo or Aquarius? If so, then I know that I need to pump the brakes a little bit during this period. So just some tips and clues on how to work with the energy. And a lot happening this week because uh, October 30th, 
Mars begins its retrograde transit. Yeah. Mars begins its retrograde transit. So the god of war doing the backpedal through Gemini, the planet of the sign of communication. I mean, the, f- the first thing I think of is now that you're feeling settled in this relationship and you're on the same page, it doesn't matter what deep questions you're going to be asking. You can just ask them and you're not so worried about the answer. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to just ask things, ask things that you want to know. And maybe you're going to get an answer that you don't like, but you're not worried about you're just not worried about it. You're like, okay, I just need to know all the information and it's fine. Whatever the answer is, I just want to know more about you. So just gathering information and keeping it light within yourself, Mm -hmm. not taking it too seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. I feel like with Mars and Gemini, you want to just be mindful of... Of everything that like you think about during Mercury retrograde, because Mercury is the planetary ruler of Gemini. And so like if you're traveling during this period, make sure to give yourself plenty of space and time to get to where you need to go. Um, there could be some disruptions when it comes to travel and communication and coordination with Mars retrograde in Gemini and and un- I don't want to say unfortunately because uh, that sounds dark but um, the challenge is this period's much longer than a Mercury retrograde I mean Mars is going to be retrograde until January 12th so all of sep- all of November all of December and half of January Mars retrograde, and then we've got a Mercury retrograde during that period, the end of the year, right during the holidays, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's always <laughs> just revisiting, <laughs> turning shit up. Exactly, exactly. So this is really a period to, to slow down, check what you've been working towards, uh, grind through, you know, do your best to to gather the information, like Ingrid was saying, ask the questions that need to be asked in order to receive the answers that are necessary for you to move forward in whatever area of your life that you're working towards, that you're driving towards. But it's also having the courage to ask certain questions, not assuming that you know the answer. Gemini is curious, so maybe there's been something that's happened over the last few months with Mars and Gemini where you were assuming something, and now something comes back and you realize, oh no, that was actually totally different than what I thought. So just being aware, more conscious awareness. Now the last time Mars was retrograde was September 9th to November 13th of... 2020 that was when it was in Aries though the last time Mars was retrograde in Gemini was December 31st 2007 to January 31st 2008 Uh, but the retrograde began in Cancer so it wasn't all in 
Gemini. This is all in Gemini. And I went back to like the 1950s. I'll have to go back further and I'll find it and I'll put it in the blog, in the forecast on the website. But I went back to the last four times that Mars was retrograding Gemini and each one of the four times, which was uh, December 07 to January 08 and then October 21st to December 13th, 1990. November 26, 1975 to January 21st, 1976 and October 10th through 30th, 1958. All of those periods, Mars either began retrograde in Cancer or ended its retrograde in Taurus. So this retrograde is happening entirely in Gemini. So... There could be a lot of challenges with communication. Lucky us. Yeah, exactly. And you said it's happening at the same time as the Mercury retrograde. So there's going to be a Mercury retrograde during the same period. Yes. So chaos. So, so just extra. pure chaos. Pure chaos. <laughs> Everybody hide, hide under your, you know, your tables and stuff. No, I mean, I mean, it's just about having more awareness of yes, what's happening. It's yes. like you were just moving. It's like okay. We know we're moving. There's going to be a lot of chaos. As long as we're the most organized we can be, that's and I all moved, we can do. I moved the day before Mercury retrograde ended, which is like super intense and uncomfortable. That's why you were and at Home Depot nine times. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it wasn't the most pleasant experience, but at the same time, like I didn't overreact to it. So that's the thing. We don't want to overreact during these yeah, periods. We know they're going to be uncomfortable. Letting it roll off. Yes. Yeah, there's going to be some shit happening. That's just what happens in life. Exactly. Something's always squaring something. Something's always retrograde. You know, it's it's not the end of the world, though it may be the end of the world, but the world <laughs> has ended many times. Everybody thinks that when they're alive, it's going to be the end of the world. That's the arrogance of mankind is to think that you're going to be here when the world ends. But in some ways, you know, the yeah. world ha does come to an end I all mean, the our, time. Yeah, there's all these deaths happening within ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an intense, bumpy week. But well, it's a powerful week as well. Well, hopefully we'll see you next week if the world doesn't end in the, <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed, Ingrid. I hope to see you next week as well. Do we have questions or no? Yeah. We're done with this. Yeah. Yeah. Ingrid's, Ingrid's tapping out now. Yeah, I'm under the weather. <laughs> yes. Okay. All good, Ingrid. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. I will You're see welcome. you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.